Welcome to Destiny Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Eric Smith. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit destinydayton.com. Amen. Well, I'm excited this morning to be preaching God's Word, uh, standing in for Pastor Eric, so it's just an honor to be doing that. So let me just introduce myself real quick. So my name is Raquan Bennett, for those of you who don't know me, and I serve as one of the elders here at Destiny. And uh, me and my wife, Carla, have been here for about about 12 years, so some somewhere around there. So just wanted to um, introduce myself real quick. And also, um, if you are a guest here with us this morning, if you would look in the seat pocket in front of you and grab this um, welcome home card, um, if you would fill that out, and take it to the back at the end of service. Uh, we have a gift for you. It's just our way of saying thank you for being here with us this morning. And also, if you're a guest here, feel free to grab one of the cards that uh, Pastor Dylan was talking about to fill out for Pastor Eric and um, Pastor Hannah. Even though if you're a guest, I strongly encourage you this morning to take a risk and just fill that out. You know, Pastor Eric took a risk with coming here, um, I think it was about 20-some years ago. Um, and he was called to come to Huber Heights to plant a church. So if you're here this morning and you're a guest and you're saying, like, man, this is my first time, still fill out a card and just say, Pastor Eric, I thank you for obeying God's call and planting a church here in, um, in Huber Heights. So just wanted to mention that. Um, before uh, I get started, Butter, can you bring up my water? Come on. That, that, I call my wife Butter, by the way. <laughs> thank you, Butterball. I appreciate it. Y'all want to hear a quick funny story? So um, about, I think it was probably about like eight months ago, um, I was texting my wife at work. And at the same time, I was texting Brother Anthony up there. Oh, yep, I'm putting you on the spot, Brother Anthony. So I was texting Anthony, and I sent butter, but to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, some of that. So, oh, yeah, I was embarrassed. So when small group came up that week, Anthony come in being who he is. He was like, hey, butter. So I just wanted to get y'all laughing real quick before we jump in. So I'm going to have you all stand to honor the reading of God's word. And this morning we will be reading, we will be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we will be reading verses 12 through 31. So I got a lot of scripture to go over this morning. You know, as, I, as I've been preparing um, to preach I strongly feel like the Holy Spirit had put on my heart to preach on being one. Like, what would the church look like if we operated as one? So the title of today's sermon is One Body. So today we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul had to say to the church in Corinth. So if you dare, say, oh, yeah. All right, let me jump right in. For just as the body is one, has many members, and all the members of the body through many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Let's say that together. So in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Hallelujah. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink in one spirit. Verse 14. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, what would it make it any less part of the body? So just imagine if your body just started arguing. 
your, like your own personal body, like your hand, tell you know where I'm gone. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Verse, <laughs> verse 16. And if the ears should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If we all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary of these parts, the body that seemed to be weaker is indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unrepresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Which are more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body, giving, giving greater honor to the part that lacks it. Verse 25, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping administrating various kinds of tongues. All of the apostles are, are prophets. All are teachers. Do all work miracles. Do all possess gifts of healing. Do all speak with tongues. Do all interpret it. But earnestly desire higher gifts, and I will show you more excellent way. Father God, I thank you this morning. Father, I pray that your word will penetrate all of our hearts today. Father God, we have gathered here this morning not to check a box, but we want more of you. We want to look more like you, King Jesus, and I pray that you would go deep in all of our hearts today. We give you all praise, Lord. Invade us today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So I have four points for you this morning that I strongly feel like the Lord put on my heart. So just jumping right in, point number one, we are one. So right off the bat, in verses 12 and 14, Paul is breaking down that as the church, as the body, we are one. It doesn't matter our skin tone. It doesn't matter our IQ level. It doesn't matter our size. Church, we are one. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in this together. Oh, come on, y'all can do better than that. Come on. All right, there we go. I guess that's the best I'm going to get. It's all good. It's all good. I see, I see how it is this morning. It's all good. So question. Are we really family when we call each other brother and sisters? Do we really mean it? Now, I know what I'm about to say next. I'm going to catch a lot of heat for it, but it's okay. Um, you know, as the Holy Spirit was speaking this to me, my toes were sore. So guess what? Y'all toes are going to be sore this morning too. So, you know, for me personally, this is family for me here at Destiny. When I say that, I mean it. Like when I walk up and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, I mean that. And I'm much closer with you all here than my blood family. And I don't use those words lightly. Like wholeheartedly, I mean that. This Destiny Church, this is my family. 
Church, we have to understand that we can't operate as one with people that's not safe. I'm going to say that again. We can't operate as one with people that are not safe. And guess what? Blood family members are included in that. People we work with are included in that. Now, yes, Jesus called us to be the light of the world. That's true. But we can't operate uh, as one with people that's not safe because it don't mix. Paul said, I believe that friendship with the, uh, with the world, or I believe it was James, makes you an enemy of God. We can't blend in with the world. But here, as believers, once we're sold out to Christ, once we have surrender our life to him, we operate as one. We make up the body of Christ. And jumping in right to uh, point number two, we must operate as one. Oh, well. It ain't up there yet, but bear with me. So point number two is we must operate as one. So y'all still going to love me after I say what I got to say next? All right, come on. We all in this church, if we call destiny our home, should be doing something. Every single person that calls this church a home, this is your family, we all should be doing something. We all should be serving in the area. So I want to take some time and go over just all of the like all of the uh, ministries we have here at destiny so up there in the media booth we have the the media team and you can see anthony baird if you if you are interested in serving there um we have the psalmist so obviously everybody can't just jump up here and sing you gotta have that you know anointing from the lord you gotta and then you gotta be able to sing so let me mention that part too i know pastor hannah like hey don't just be sending everybody my way don't worry i'm not um, and then also we have the greeter ministry, which I believe is now ran by Pastor Dylan. So if you're interested in um, greeting, see him. And then we have our hospitality men, uh, ministry. You will see Brother Darren. I don't see him, but yeah, he, he's normally around in the community room when you first come in. So if you're interested in serving there, see him. And then we have our um, kids ministry. You can see Becky, I believe, is in charge of that. If, you, if you're interested in serving in there. And then we have our toddlers and uh, infants uh, ministry. You can see um, Pastor Julie if you're interested in serving in that area. So the reason why I'm mentioning this other ministries that I haven't went over yet, but the reason why I'm mentioning this is because if this is home, we should be serving. It's critical that we get involved and that we serve. Because we are, Paul said, we are to operate as one body. Now, as Paul broke down in verses 15 through, through 24, how every member of the body has a, a excuse me, a specific uh, purpose. Now, I understand that, once again, this stage up here isn't for everyone. I understand that, like Paul said in verses 27 through 31, not everyone is an apostle, not everyone is a teacher. But however, it's some area that we all can serve and do our part. Now, one ministry that I strongly believe that every single person in this room, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus and you sold out, one, one ministry I believe that we all should be serving in is our deliverance ministry. So I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to talk about that. Now, I know in America we like to stay away from the whole spiritual realm, the demonic and all that. I don't see how we have that mindset when Jesus, through the Gospels, he encountered people with demons often, right? 
So the Bible is filled with the supernatural. So what makes us think that we can avoid that? If we are truly operating in him, if we have truly surrendered our life to him, church, that call is on our lives as well to go and cast out demons. You know, and I think we've been doing our, deliver, our deliverance ministry here now in Destiny for about a year. I think it's been about a year, if not close to it. And one thing I can say, I love seeing people set free. You know, it never gets old. You know, it never gets old. Seeing those people, man, you know, come in and you see them bound, but then you see them set free afterwards. And it's normally like you would hear the person like take a deep breath, like, man, I feel like I can breathe now. That is a beautiful thing, seeing people set free. And church, how could we not want to be a part of that? What Christ has done for us, how could we not want to see other people set free? So with that being said, we know that Jesus called all of his disciples to cast out demons. So in Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 2, it reads, And he called the twelve together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. So I know some of you may be thinking it says to 12. Guess what? I'm about to read another verse that's going to put us all in the same category. So Luke chapter 10, verse 1 through 2. After this, the Lord appointed 72. See, a lot, a lot of people think that Jesus only had 12 disciples. That's wrong. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them on ahead, two by two, and in every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So the Lord sent out the 72 disciples. Got another verse for y'all. We're going to go to Luke uh, 10, verse 17. The 72 returned to the Lord with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So that, like, with that being said, our excuses just went out the window of, oh, I can't cast out demons. Well, it wasn't only the 12. It was all of Jesus' disciples. And I get it. I know this is heavy stuff. I understand that. But we are, if we are truly to function as one body, it's meant for all of us to go and cast out demons in Jesus' name. You know, because it may be people you come in contact with that Pastor Eric or no one up here on this stage will ever see. It would be on you. So that's just real important that we understand that we all have been appointed. Not just a few of us, it's every single last person. And with that being said, we have a deliverance training coming up here in the next three weeks or so. So Pastor Eric will have more details on that to, um, if you want to get involved in that. So Brother Dylan, I'm going to brag on you for a minute. I don't know about y'all, but I take offering notes as well. So Dylan did this offering, I believe it was probably about a month ago, but I was taking notes. And something he said that really hit me, he says, if we really love the Lord, how can we say, I'm staying in my own lane? That's not my lane. Serving God means we are willing to get out of our comfort zone and get into whatever lane the Lord would tell us to get in. So if we used to say, oh, the media booth is not my lane, and, but yet we see that Anthony need help up there. Are we, are we willing to get out of our comfort zone and go? Just, just saying, just, just keeping it real this morning, man.
We still, we still good? Still cool? All right. So my question is, church, are we all serving? Are we truly operating as one body? We do it at work. Think about jobs we go to, you know, when we get up and go to work every day. And for the most part, say you assigned to a certain area at your job, but yet your boss come up to you and tell you like, hey, Quan, I want you to go over here to this apartment. What are we going to do? You're going to do it. Because if you don't, you won't have a job, right? Now, got some funny stories to share. Now, how I used to be, Shaniqua can attest to this. We used to work, me and Carla used to uh, work with her down in Sinclair. So our old boss, he will often move us around. And I used to be one of those people back then, be like, man, he ain't going to move me. I, I, bet, I bet I don't do it. Watch, I bet I don't. As soon as he come, Raekwon needs you to go over to Building 10. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just talked all that stuff, and what? I'm walking right over there to Building 10, right? The reason why I say that, and I'm not telling no one in here, please don't hear this the wrong way, to go to work and tell your boss no. If you're hearing that, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But if we're flexible at work, how come we can't do that here? How come we can't do that for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And I'm going to say this. I know it may sound corny, but I'm about to say it. We do it for the green, but we won't do it for the king. Come on, I can get an amen on that. Come on, man. Come on, come on. There we go. Yeah. You know, we do all these things for money, but yet when it comes to God, it's a problem. Church, that should really bother us. How is it that at work we want to move up the ladder, we want to get promotions? And don't get me wrong, promotion is awesome. We should want to move up. We should want to be team leads and trainers and supervisors and managers. We should want to do that. But at the same time, when we're challenged to grow here as the body of Christ, it seems like in America that it's a problem. It seems like, oh, man, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. I, I, I really don't want to do that, or that's not my lane, or this or that. You know, church, we, we really have to repent of that in America. We really have to give that to the Lord. Because if we can do it in a workplace, how much more should we do it here? And point number three, we must have unity and concern for each other. So let's look back over verses 25 through 26. That there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffers together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. In other words, we can look at this as bearing one another's burdens, as Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through, 1 through 2. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you should, unless you should, uh, sorry, excuse me, unless you too should be tempted. There we go. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So church, it's on us to bear one another's burdens. And what Paul is talking about there is when we're going through things in life, we should be there for each other. We, we don't want to be that person that's quick to run up to someone where we're going through something but yet we're not available for our brother or, or our sister when they need us. Paul said we are to bear one another's burdens, and that's critical that we operate that way as one body because if a, if a brother or, or a sister is suffering, that should truly bother us. That should truly make us feel down. Um, if I can um, bring this up, uh, Pastor Hannah and Pastor Anthony, you know, when they went through everything with their apartment, 
I see Hannah's face. When they went through everything up with their apartment, I remember getting that news that night, and me and Carla, we couldn't even eat. You know, we just felt like, man, like just like our stomachs was turning. We, we didn't even have an appetite, you know. So that's like we should literally share in suffering as we read in this passage of scripture today that when a brother or a sister is going through something, it truly should bother us. If it don't, then we, we need to have the Lord do some heart surgery in us. Amen. So I got a quick story that I want to share about uh, Brother Dylan. It's just I'm, I'm bragging on Brother Dylan today. But um, this is my first time ever, like, opening it up about this, like, to everyone. So, you know, in my marriage, it's no secret. Me and Carla have a age difference. And with that being said, she had kids before we got married. So, obviously, with older kids, you can expect grandkids, right? So, when we first got married, you know, we talked about it, but it was one of those things that we never really, like, kind of thought about. We talked about it, but... We really, you know, we thought like, man, that's way down the line. So fast forward some years, grandkids pop up, right? So, you know, when it happened, and, and Carla, she was just like, man, like, you know, I wanted my girls to be married. I wanted them to, uh, to do it the right way. And um, I know for me, my first thoughts, trust me, I was thinking that too, so follow me. I was thinking like, man, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be called a, a grandfather. Like, I, I felt like I was too young. And um, Carla, you know, she stood with me on that. Like, you know, I make sure I tell the kids, like, hey, you're just Quan. They're not going to call you. Grandpa said, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she had my back. Now, however, sorry, family, if y'all watching this, sorry, I got to keep it real. Um, my mom-in-law and a couple others had other plans. They felt like it was funny for me to be called that, even though I didn't want to be called that. So, yet they was telling the grandkids, don't call him Quan, call him Papa. I didn't want to be called that. And it really, it really, hey, seriously now, y'all, it, re, it really, it really bothered me. Like, it really did. I didn't, I didn't want to be called that. So, you know, I really struggled with this. And me and Carla even have arguments. We had arguments. Over. I'm like, man, you letting them call me Papa. I told you I didn't want to be called that. She's like, hey, what can I do about it? So we was going back and forth over that. And she was like, well, maybe you should go to someone at the church and open up to them and they can pray for you. And I thought like, man, okay. And I thought like, this is going to sound stupid. Like, who can I, who can I go to? Who's going to want to pray with me over this? And the Holy Spirit highlighted that man right there, Dylan. So I won't, I'll never forget. It was on a Wednesday night. I walked in and this is how you know when the Holy Spirit is all over it. The only one back here at the time where the coffee bar used to be back here in the back, Dylan. As soon as I walk in, Dylan's back there. He's the only one back there. And Carla, she walks ahead. She sit down. And I'm just looking at him. And I'm like, and I can hear the Holy Spirit like, go over and tell him. Go share this burden that's on your heart. Share it with him. I'm like, man, Lord, I don't know if he going to like, you know, I don't know if he going to understand. Like, you know, I'm, I don't want to be called a papa. I don't know if he going to, he not going to get that. And God like, you know do it. I said, okay. So I walked over to him. I'll never forget this. And um, I said, brother, I need, I need prayer, man. Dylan, you know, y'all know how, how Pastor Dylan is. He's like, man, you know, all right, what you need prayer for? I took a deep breath. I said, um, so, you know, Carla got grandkids and all that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, so I don't want to be called a grandpa. And I can tell y'all Dylan didn't smirk. He didn't smile. 
He said, brother, if this is a burden in you, to you, if this is bothering you, it's bothering me. And, you know, that broke me just by him saying, he said, if it matters to you, it matters to me. And he prayed for me, man, and I will never forget that. He prayed. I think we even shared a couple, um, we shed a couple of tears. And I can honestly say that prayer, even though it was years ago, so fast forward, um, Y'all know just recently, I think it was back in September, we had, the, we had the women's retreat. So I had all the grandkids, right? So pretty much all of them understand, you know, one, his name is Noah. Then you got one name is uh, Dominic. And then you have one named Nicole and then um, Kiari. So Kiari, she, she's that one. She just got to challenge me, you know. So she was like, why you don't, why, why don't want to be called Papa? She was like, I just don't, I don't get it. And Nicole goes, well, because he don't want to. He just want to be called Quan. And, you know, I looked at Kiari and I said, you know what? If, if you want to call me that, that's okay. I said, I prefer, I prefer not to be called that. But in your heart, if that's what you want to call me, then to Kiari, I'll be Papa Quan then. And the Lord reminded me of that prayer. You know, something that happened years ago, my brother carried that burden with me. And I believe, honestly, that that played a part in what just happened a couple of months ago. So the reason why I share this story, if you have a burden, no matter how silly it may seem to you, go, go to a brother or a sister, open up, don't keep it to yourself. Because by keeping something like that to yourself, it can cause problems in your life, problems in your marriage. Open up. Because I told y'all just a few moments ago that me and Carla had arguments over it. And honestly, since that prayer that my brother shared that burden with me, it hasn't been any problems in that area at all. Like, People want to call me Papa. Hey, so be it. I already got the forehead to match it, so let, hey, let's let it fly. <laughs> Y'all knew a forehead joke was coming. Come on. But now, in all being serious, though, man, let us not ever keep a burden to ourselves. Let us open up. Now, by serving here at Destiny, to mention again, we're helping bear one another's uh, burdens. Now, I'm not saying serving in the media booth or being a greeter or in kids ministry is a burden, but at the same time, if you only have a few people doing everything, then it becomes a burden. So we can apply here what Paul is saying in Galatians 6. We can also, we can also apply it to serving because all that weight shouldn't be on just a few people. So like, for example, how many in here, well, I don't know if I should say this. You know, I'm gonna throw it out. How many in here work out? A little bit here and there. Okay. Oh, okay. See, see. I took I took a little risk there, but yeah. So notice when we work out, if you put what would happen if you're doing if you're lifting dumbbells and you got more weight on your right than your left, what would happen? Right, one would be stronger and you put more you put more strain on one arm. So I was working out not too long ago and I found myself doing that. I was putting more weight on my right. And I noticed throughout the uh, work week, my right arm like was killing me, but my left was just just chilling. The left was the left was fine because he didn't have no weight on him, but it was the right. And the Lord began to speak that to me. That's because the body has to be balanced. You have to share that burden amongst the whole body, not just all shifted on this side. Is is to be both sides. So I hope this is all making sense this morning. So with that being said, we all should be doing something. If we truly love one another, we should be all helping to um, carry one another's burdens. And sometimes that comes in the form 
of just serving. It can be as, just as simple as serving. And then on the spiritual side or on um, just having life issues is the story I shared with me and Brother Dylan. You know, if you got something you're going through, you open up so someone can bear that burden with you. So it's just critical that this is why we strongly push strong, I mean, a small group here. Because when, you're, when you are involved in a small group, you get close. You get close to people that you feel like you can go and tell anything. If you're not in a small group, though, that's kind of tough to do. You know, you, you, won't, you really won't feel comfortable to go up to a person that you only see on Sunday morning and just start pouring out your whole life story to them. But when you are involved in a small group, that's different because you grow, with, you grow with that person, you grow with a group of people, and then you feel like, man, you know what? I can open up. Like my relationship with Pastor Dylan, it took time. It's, it was from us both being on a, the deacon board together, and I got comfortable with him. I got to know him. He got to know me. So to this day, I will hit that man up about anything. I will give him a call. I give him a text if I feel like I have a burden. And I know it seems like I'm just repeating this over and over, but church, it's, this is very critical because I believe a lot of people leave the church because they're carrying a burden that they never open up. And over time, the enemy gained territory in that area. Like it may have started small, but over time, over keeping that thing concealed, it was growing and growing and growing to the point you don't see them no more. Sadly, that, that happens way too much all over America. And some of us in this room this morning, we may be right there on the edge of giving up. But I just want to strongly encourage you, if you have a burden, please open up, share it. And point number four, we must grow. So looking back at verses 28 through 31, and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess the gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret. Now let's really pay, pay attention to verse 31. But earnestly desire the higher gifts. So what Paul is saying there, you may not be an apostle, you may not be a teacher, you may not speak in tongues yet, but earnestly, but earnestly desire. In other words, that means to grow. The word desires mean a strong feeling of wanting to have something. Church, do we desire to grow in the Lord or are we content with where we are? As Destiny Church is your body. Do you want to grow here or do you want to stay where you at? That's just an honest question for myself, for us all. For those, for those of you who's watching online, that's an honest question. Do you want to grow or do you want to stay where you are? And we read in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse, um, verses 18, Paul talks about how we are to go from glory to glory, how we are to level up in the Lord. Church, the moment we got saved, it was never meant to stay in one spot. We was not meant to just be leveled out like, okay, I'm saved now. I said the prayer, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, all right, I'm done. Because if we have that mindset, I'm here to tell you, it may not be a month, it may not be two months, it may not be a year, but with that mindset, we'd be back, we, would, we could find ourselves back in the world. And I'm not saying that 
to put anyone down. But we, we are meant to grow. We are meant to go from glory to glory. We are meant to level up. We're not meant to stay in one place. And I know, do, do I got some video gamers here today? A few? No, nobody want to admit to it, huh? All right, just me and Dylan. Okay. Michelle, okay. So, like, let's think about a video game. So, you're going through certain levels, right? It don't just start with one level. You level up. You progress. Like, as you go, you get better armor. You get new equipment. And it works that same way in the kingdom of God. It is not meant for us to stay where we are. You know, if I can word it this way, bear with me. We can't defeat level six demons if we still on level one. We got to go from glory to glory. We have to constantly grow in the Lord because God's kingdom is a advancing kingdom. It's a growing kingdom. And if we are a part of his kingdom, we can't stay still. And just sadly, man, back to talking about the work field, you know, in the workplace, we're all about growing when it comes to money. You know, oh, I got to get a better career or I got to figure out this and that on how to make more money. But what about, man, I got to figure out on how to go deeper with God. How about we have a shift and our, and our mindset be more set upon the king and then let everything else uh, flow from that. It says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and then all these other things will be added. And I think in the American church, we got it backwards. We're seeking all the other things before God. And I just, you know, my prayer is that we all will repent of that and put him first. So before I close, I got four. Yeah, y'all didn't know I had some bonus points, huh? I got four quick ways that we can grow in the Lord. Now, this don't got to go in any certain uh, or order, but bear with me. So number one. Get filled with the Holy Spirit and refill. Number two, we must have a daily prayer and devotional life. Point number three, come to Wednesday night prayer service. And point number four, get involved in a small group. So like I said, it don't have to go in that exact order, but it's, it's important because we can't grow if we don't have people in our business. That's what I consider a small group. We get in each other's business. You know, it's been times Anthony has gotten on me like boldly, you know, and I received it. It's, you know, so we can't have that if you don't have that accountability. You have to get involved in a small group. Coming on Wednesday nights, that's important to grow in our prayer life. You know, Sundays are awesome and we should continue to come. I'm not saying don't show up no more on Sunday mornings, not saying that, but we should also come on Wednesday nights. I get we all work, I get we're busy, but man, it's nothing more important than growing in our prayer life. And on Wednesday nights, man, we, we be on fire up in here, man, if I could just word it like that, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm not saying we don't be on fire on Sundays, but just throwing that out there. And a daily prayer in, in devotional life. Church, it's critical that we spend time with our Father every single day. That we get alone, that we spend, that we read his word and that we pray. Why do you think it is that the enemy will attack our prayer life more than anything else? I don't know about y'all, but when I try to pray, the dogs start barking, the mailman coming. I mean, you name it, phone blowing up. It's just like all of a sudden, all this stuff happens. That's because the enemy knows the enemy is like that bully in the schoolyard. 
He don't want us to go to our father. And when we go to prayer, we connect with our heavenly father and the Lord, he beats on the enemy, right? But if we don't get to our prayer clauses, if we don't get to that secret place, if we don't have that devotional life, then the enemy can keep bullying us. If there, is this making sense? And filled with the Holy Spirit and refilled. You know, Jesus said in the Gospels that if earthly parents being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit of those who will ask him? And also we read in the book of Acts how the disciples and the apostles were, were filled with the Holy Spirit. But we read they were filled and refilled. It wasn't just a one-time thing. So it's not like you get filled with the Holy Spirit and that's it. It's refilling and refilling. It's, it's going on from glory to glory. Remember, just that leveling up in God. So as we close this morning, I'm going to have y'all put some music on up there. As we close this morning, you know, if you're here this morning and you feel like, man, I, I can serve more. I need to do more. And if you're waiting for the Lord to give you a dream, or some vision on where to serve, guess what? It's not going to happen. Because it's a practical step that you can just start getting involved. It's about leaving our comfort zone and saying, okay, Lord, I know greeting ain't really my thing. I really don't want to be the first face that people see coming in here. But you know what, Lord? This is one body here. I belong to this church, and I'm, I'm going to do it. You may say, I don't really don't want to do the media, but I know they need help up there. I'm going to get involved, Lord. I'm going to do it. You may be saying, I, you know, um, I really don't want to get involved with the teens or the kids ministry. But you know what, Lord, I'm going to do it. So if you're waiting for a dream or something like that to happen, it's not going to happen. It's just got to be a practical step of saying, Lord, you know what? I love you more. I care about you more than my feelings. And I'm going to get involved in this church body that you have placed me in. I will no longer sit and not be involved. Or you, may hear, or, or you may be here this morning and you haven't fully surrendered your life to Jesus yet. I strongly encourage you this morning to do that. Don't wait. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy telling you that you have time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. So if you haven't fully surrendered your life to the Lord, do it today. Don't wait. Don't wait till you get home. And no one here at this body is going to shame you. If you come up here this morning and you tell one of the elders or one of the prayer team members that you're dedicating your life to the Lord for the first time or you rededicating or whatever it may be no one here is going to shame you if anything we're going to cheer you on or you may be here this morning and you're carrying a burden maybe it's a family member that need to be saved maybe you have a healing need that the Lord hasn't met yet or Maybe your hours just being cut at work. Whatever this burden is, I just want to strongly encourage you, do not leave here this morning without opening up. So I'm going to have you all stand. And as we come up front, for those of you who need a healing in your body, if you would do me a favor and just leave one hand up, that way we would know who to pray for. Um, if you are coming up and you haven't, accepted the Lord as your uh, Lord and Savior in it, and as your King, if you would have both hands up. And whoever is coming up for a burden that you're carrying, just, just stand. So I'm just going to say um, a general prayer. 
Um, and if you got to go, I understand. But, you know, here at Destiny, we're all about the altar. We're, we're all about growing in the Lord. So do not feel rushed to go. Spend as, spend as much time as you want up here praying. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for your word today. Father, I pray that here at Destiny that we truly operate as one. Father God, I pray that if any of us here this morning have a, a selfish mindset, Father God, I pray that we will renounce it, that we will repent. Father, I pray that we will truly love one another as your word says. Father, I pray that we will truly carry one another's burdens here at Destiny, Lord. I pray that we will no longer function as being separate, but Lord, I pray that we will function as one. I pray that we will know those, of, those around us are our family. I pray that we would treat each other as family, Lord. Father God, I pray for those of us that's not involved or those of us who can do more. Father God, I pray that we would get involved. I pray that we would just begin to serve, Lord. And that we would do it with a thankful heart. Whether we're greeting, whether we're doing this ministry or that ministry, that we would say, man, thank you, Lord. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, Lord. And Father, I just pray that all of our hearts have truly been penetrated this morning. We don't want to leave here looking the same as the, the same way we came in. We want to leave here looking more like you. We want to leave here being transformed. And Father, I pray that here at Destiny that we would truly operate as one body. That we would no longer have that I'm doing my own thing mentality. And Father, for those who are here this morning who haven't surrendered their life to you yet. Father, I pray that the voice of the enemy will be silenced right now. And Father, I just pray that men or, or women that's here this morning that haven't done it, that they would just begin to cry out to you, Lord. Father, I, I pray that you will, will begin to convict their hearts. Begin to show them, Lord, what a life without you looks like. And show them how it would look if they would allow you to come in, Lord. Invade this place today, King Jesus. We're not in no rush, Lord. We want you to come and have your way. We want you to come and invade our hearts. And Father, for all my family here this morning that's carrying burdens... Father, we just thank you that nothing is impossible for you. No matter what it may be, no matter how hard it may look from our point of view, from our perspective, it's nothing impossible for you, Lord. So as we open up with our burdens to one another and as we come boldly before your throne, Father God, I look forward to the your healing power that's going to come in this place today. I look forward to the chains that's going to fall off today, Lord. Jesus, we give you permission to come and do what you want. As Brother Dylan was praying earlier, this is your house, God. You can come and do whatever you want. We humble ourselves. We humble ourselves, Lord, under your mighty hand. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So if you need prayer, feel free to come up and Myself, Dylan, um, Hannah, Carla, uh, let's see who else.
Um, Chris, if you want to come up as well, Ryan, and we'd be up here to pray for you. Unless you're coming up for prayer, then we'd make sure that every single person get prayed for. But I just want to make sure that every single burden is carried this morning. I want to make sure that every single person gets prayed for. I don't want no one to leave this morning the same way you walked in. And just to share again, don't, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like, oh, man, they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't get where I'm coming from. Don't feel that. If you have a burden you're carrying this morning, I strongly encourage to come up. Feel free to come up. And if you, you know, if you have to go, just want to pray a prayer of uh, blessing and uh, dismissal. Father, I thank you for everyone here. Father, I pray that you would bless everyone as they go out, Lord. I pray that we will continue to um, chew on this message today, Lord, and let it penetrate our hearts. And Father, I pray that we go out, Lord, uh, looking more like you, that we don't return the same way that we came in. And um, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for my family here and uh, just give you all the praise, Lord. And I worship your holy name in Jesus' wonderful name. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. This message and other resources are available at DestinyDayton.com.